2: sports fans, my name is Danielle McCartan and we got Danielle in the daytime right now talking all things New York sports with you right up to our next pregame coverage, about 6.50, 6.45 on this New Year's Eve day, Saturday afternoon here in New York City and beyond. So whatever you're doing at the moment, I appreciate you tuning into the show right now and throughout the rest of the afternoon, whether that be on your car radio, maybe you're streaming it from WFN.com or maybe on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, we are here in the Big Apple. And Brian Rascona, are you coming to you live from the Carton and Roberts. Mike Francesa Studio here in Lower Manhattan. We're going to end the year with a bang, everybody. Go ahead. Start dialing 877-337-6666. Just a reminder, we are taking your calls right here in this first segment. You know, I as I sort of started to reflect, I haven't had much time all week to do any more reflect, reflection, but I started this year uh, as the first local show on The Fan The morning of January 1st, 2022. And then, as I'm preparing for today's show, I realized that I'm also the last local show on the fan here on the 31st of December. I know the Nets broadcast follows the show, but then it's network programming after that. So, it's been fun. It's been quite an experience. Literally bookending this year with you from January 1st, 8 a.m., 7 a.m., whatever it was, till now in the same exact chair behind the same exact mic. Been fun. So I looked this up, and many more, by the way. I'm not going anywhere. Many more. <laughs> so I looked this up myself because, you know, I-, I was curious. I thought to myself, when was the last time that the Jets and the Giants both made the playoffs in the same season? Got to go all the way back to 2006. The Jets lost to the Patriots in the 1 p.m. wildcard round, it was January 7th, 2007. So the 2006 season, of course. And the Giants lost to the Eagles in the 4.20 p.m. wildcard round on that very same day. That must have been a really fun time to be on the fan then. I mean, those shows in those days must have been layups, especially that night. But as for me, January of 2007, uh, I was a senior in high school, was I? Uh, No, maybe not. Maybe it was freshman year. Freshman year of college, I guess. January 2007, yeah. And um, I don't know, that was a really long time ago. (laughs) A lot has changed since then for me personally and for the Jets and for the Giants. Anyway, Bob Papa was on with Sal and Jerry yesterday, and I was sleeping after the overnight, but uh, I I did see posted online some of the comments that he made about Papa, and it kind of spurred me into my little creative, little thinking zone. And Papa said, as a quote. Every Giants fan has to be ecstatic with the way this year has gone. After the past four or five years and being eliminated, basically before you can go trick-or-treating. And if they were able to pull off that game last weekend, then they would have been able to clinch a playoff spot before Santa came. The words of Bob Papa. And that's just it. I mean, you have to be ex- really excited for you're a Giants fan. We'll get to the Jets in a second. But for the Giants, I mean, all of the players... Are developing. I mean, the unit looks better now. The whole team looks better now than it did at the beginning of the season. They have shown steady improvement, really, skill-wise. And I point to two players in particular. One, Kayvon Thibodeau, drafted number five overall by the Giants at the end of you know, at the, I guess to start this season in the last draft. But don't forget, he didn't get his career start in the NFL until week three. In Dallas, that was the first time he started a game, was week three. But then you look at that breakout game that Kayvon Thibodeau had week 15 at Washington. Twelve tackles, three of them for a loss. And the play that obviously stood out, how could you forget? Strip, sack, fumble recovery on the one, scoop and score into the end zone. I mean, it was the first touchdown of the game for the Giants. It was 7-3 at that point. It was huge. What a huge momentum shift in that game it was. Welcome to the NFL, Thibodeau. Number two, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the Giants moving forward. Maybe not in the long-term future as of right now. Near future? Absolutely. And he has shown you that, especially even with the challenges at pass catching that the Giants had this season. I always believed it. I always believed in Daniel Jones. From the beginning, I defended him like seemingly no other on this station to the, all the callers calling to let him go. He sucks, all that. Even still, the biggest leap that Daniel Jones has made is in turning the, 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 the turning the ball over category. Year one, 19 fumbles, 11 lost. Year two, 11 fumbles, 6 loss. Year three, it was a little shortened season, injury, the whole thing. Seven fumbles, three lost, nonetheless. Okay, here we are in year four of Daniel Jones. Four, uh, six fumbles, three lost. So you went from nineteen fumbles in year one to six. Guess what? Want to know something else? Think of every quarterback in the league. Go, picture the best quarterback in the league right now in your mind's eye. Who'd you come up with? Mahomes, Brady, even. Burrow, Rodgers, Allen, right? Any of them? Didn't matter who it was. Because guess what? Daniel Jones has the lowest interception percentage out of all of them, including those guys. And you know what else? He's been sacked or tied for third most in the league. 44 times he's hit the deck. Only Russell Wilson and Justin Fields have been sacked more than Daniel Jones this season. Now, all of that in the face of having a high-speed revolving door at pass catcher, whether that be at the tight end position or the wide receiver position, and having how many head coaches in how many years, how many offensive coordinators in how many years. I mean, Daniel Jones, the dude, is legit. It's time you jump on the bandwagon already. Get him some pass catchers, fortify the line. You know, he's 17th in quarterback rating this season, Daniel Jones, with all of that said, and with some real talent around him there is no reason why he can't crack the top 10 next season sorry and now Daniel Jones has got the Giants facing a win and in at home in week 17 and you literally cannot ask for more Bob Papa continued on to say yesterday morning uh, with Sal and Jerry he said quote it's amazing what a good front office good coaching and a good staff can do and and me Daniel McCartan, I'm going to add in just year one of it. This Giants team. Bob Pop is totally right. It, it totally exceeded my expectations this season. And you know what? I know he was talking about the Giants. But I think his sentiments could be applied to the Jets as well. I mean look. The quarterback situation is as volatile as ever. Even for the Jets uh, you know, scenario. But it's been a complete carousel. I get it. But maybe Mike White shows out over the next two games of the season. Maybe even wins a playoff game. But to me, he's not the quarterback of the future for the Jets. I mean, you, you like him. You want to root for him. But the Jets need a tried-and-true veteran in there right now because they are in complete win-now mode. I was driving in. I heard Joe saying to one of the callers, no, the Jets can't wait for any development of any of these quarters. He said Zach Wilson, but I'm going to add Mike White into that. They can't wait for him to develop their win-now. And I know – that position is the most important position in all the sports. But the team is much bigger, grander than just the quarterback. So if you will with me, just, just zoom out a little bit. The Jets have found themselves in a situation where they can drag and drop a veteran quarterback right into it and have immediate success. I mean, you look at the rest of the team. Really. Really. You've got—I mean—look at all the names on that ro- on that roster right now. I mean, the defensive line is among the best in the entire league, and that is not hyperbole. I don't do things in shows like that—not hyperbole. The defensive line of the Jets is among the best in the league. Sauce Gardner, who the Jets—those T-shirt I'm wearing right now—who the Jets selected with number four overall. The guy's the complete package. I mean, he's even better than advertised. And I'm skeptical to begin with, all the hype coming out of these guys. And, you know, I talked that draft weekend about how, you know, he's got to he fix his footwork and be coachable. and all. He's going to be great. I said that. And, and he, he's been better than advertised. I mean, he and DJ Reed, they're among the best cornerback tandems in the entire league. Again, not hyperbole. If you, look it up yourself if you don't believe me. I mean, the Jets are loaded at the skill positions on offense. I point to Garrett Wilson, who who needs just four yards tomorrow. Four to hit 1,000 on the season. It is a rookie season. Despite all of the deficiencies that the Jets have had at quarterback this entire season. The question marks. The carousel. And I point to Brees Hall, who unfortunately went down early on in the season, but he showed you his worth, his effectiveness. And I mean, look at that running back room alone right now. Even without him, Knight, Carter, Johnson, Robinson. And that offensive line next season, I promise you, will look different. Elijah Vera Tucker, who should have been in last year's Pro Bowl, I mean, that's a huge loss this season. He's a great player. And again, I I don't want to get into draft strategy just yet because the Jets' playoff hopes are still alive. But the Jets, they're really only a few pieces away. So let's do it. Let's kick it off with you at 877-337-6666 on this New Year's Eve, on this Week 17 Eve. For our New York Jets and New York Giants, I'm Danielle McCartan. And we will go in the order that you called, of course. Hey, out to Pennsylvania, limo driver Ed, you're up on the fan.
0: All right. I'm heading right now to Philadelphia Airport. Right now. I'm on 95. Making my way. Let's do it. Hey, all right now. Listen. I still, if, I tell you, if Mike White goes out, gets us to the playoffs, he's the man. I'm going to have. We'll get a veteran backup next year. But right now, if I could take him, because who said he can We didn't know Mahomes was going to be Mahomes. We didn't know a lot of quarterbacks were, they was was going to be. You're so, not you comparing the talent Mike, level of
2: Mike White to I, Patrick Mahomes. I'm,
0: I'm not. I'm not. But you didn't know how Mahomes came out of college. We didn't think he was going to be Mahomes. You didn't. We didn't know that. We didn't know that. But like I said, is. We don't know what Mike—let's see what happens. Let, I don't want—I'm not going to spend no money on no a veteran, and I hope the Jets don't do it. Let's see what Mike White does. If he gets us in the playoffs, plays very well, I'll stick with him. We need a J.J. Watt on the end. We need two edge rushers. That's what we're missing. You know what, though? all the I'll, other kids we got. Yeah, my,
2: go Mike White, I mean, he, first of all, the sample size is very small, obviously, but when, when you look at how many touchdowns he throws per game and how many interceptions he throws per game— it's more interceptions per game. I mean, the guy is on a roller coaster. He's, he's got a, almost a perfect passer rating in the one week, week right. 12, and it's bottom barrel against the Vikings. But I guess the optimists can say, oh, well, you know,
0: they still had a chance to win All that right. game, I guess. But you know what? But, yeah, but the offensive coordinator, if, for uh, about four games, but he can he get real? You know what i mean, what's wrong? Yeah. The can he really get real? Well, because you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing is he needs to be out the door. I need an offensive coordinator makes no sense. Of all those games we was in, we could not score. You know what? Also, to I just want to say, we don't have no screen passes. I, everybody else in the league does it. Um, <laughs> we don't do like um, like Westform uh, does, New England, when the wide receiver jumps back, catch the ball, and go. We got great wide receivers on the edge. Yeah. Very fast. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. That's what kills you.
2: No, the problem was, was Zach Wilson couldn't hit that pass. They tried a couple times with Braxton Berrios, right. and he
0: couldn't hit it. But that's what I'm saying. But we need a quarterback, and I think Mike White could do that. But you got to come with the package. And it looks like when you're in there one out six times and can't score from the one, mm. there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a problem on the offensive coordinator. Yep. And for those games we should have won, where we should not be in this situation right now. Yeah. every game, Emory's winning. So you're it right. makes no sense. Yep. We need to close it out. And if we had edge rushers, for like a defense, okay, that on the outside, like a J.J. Watts and all the guys that's in the league that does it, we would have been, we'd have, we'd have did it. But right now, we're we're fighting to get in. A four or five games we lost that we should be in there. But yeah. you know, hey, listen, I'm still proud. That yeah. I still won money because I bet the line a long time ago. They said the Jets only win three and a half games. What? I won a lot of money. That hundred dollars I put down. Oh,
2: three and a half. Where'd you find that? I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Hey, that's
0: what they they started. That's what they started off with. The Jets winning three or four games. Wow! I put the, down a I put down a hundred Atlantic City on the betting line. Wow! And how many and how many games do the Jets win? Oh, good for you! That's a great all bet. Right, I would have taken that there, one with the hundred bucks myself. There you, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Right, all right, honey. Thank you for everything. I appreciate it. Hey, drive Happy safe. Happy New Year. You too. Happy New all Year. Right. Drive
2: safe. Thank you. Listen, I'm not trying to poo-poo Mike White, but when you get a guy like uh, like a Jimmy Garoppolo in here, instant contender. Instantaneous contender. And I don't want to talk about Derek Carr. He's not the answer. Derek Carr has never won a game where the kickoff was at 37 degrees or less. He's he's winless. That's not going to bode well. The the, the dome for MetLife Stadium, it's still under construction. It's not going to help. No. Jimmy Garoppolo is the answer, especially with the familiarity between the offenses. For many reasons, it's Jimmy Garoppolo or bust, I think, for the Jets. Mike White's great. Could be great. We'll see. I don't think he makes the Jets a contender just yet. I would retain him. He won't be too expensive. My quarterback room, cost-effective, all that would look. QB 1, Jimmy Garoppolo. QB 2, Mike White. QB 3, Zach Wilson. With him, with the understanding that he's never going to see the field next year, unless in an emergent situation. Let's go to Clifton Park, New York. Mike, you're up on the fan.
1: Hey, happy new year,
2: Daniel. Happy new year to you, too. Good. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. So I'm a Giants fan, but I want to talk about the Mets and the Jets really quickly. <laughs> okay. And so so I agree with you. With with the Jets, the quarterback answer is staring them right in the face. You have Jimmy G right there. He yep. knows Salah. And Salah, I don't trust him to groom anybody. So right. you bring in the veteran, and uh, and I think you have a playoff team. I am worried about the Jets this weekend. I think the offense will be uh, fine Um with with Mike White, but I, I worry that the defense is going to blow it when they need to make a stand. I they... think they'll
2: be all right. I yeah,
1: do. yeah, I do. And, and then with the 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 Mets, I'm a happy Mets fan with 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 Cohen and and how he's spending. Um, just one thought on it: the uh, luxury tax. And I I heard this from from the uh, Yankees. Um, I think it was St- St- Steinbrenner mentioned that uh, he has to look into the spending of Cohen or talk talk. To the other owners, or something like that, mm-hmm. and I—if I'm a Yankee fan, that would make me feel sick. And the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, what it—what Cohen is doing remo- uh, just reminds me: the owners are filthy rich, and the luxury tax helps the owners. <laughs> it gives us yes. a built-in, built-in excuse. Yes. It says, "Oh, well, well, we don't want to go above the luxury yes. tax." Yes, that's a that's an automatic built-in. We don't want we, we wanna make this much money. We don't you know and we're not gonna spend any more, I say
2: baloney. Um, like pe- on, Mike, on, people on. forget that that the farther these uh, you know, Steve Cohen and Steinbrenner, the farther they go over the luxury tax, the more these small market teams make. It's up to them to reinvest in their own yeah. teams. It's it's, it's it's their problem.
1: So if I'm a Yankee fan, don't focus on Cashman. Catch Cashman just works around what Steinbrenner wants him to do. Steinbrenner you're close to the World Series. Why didn't you get a Trey Turner? Why didn't you get a Correa last year? Blow past the tax limit It's because they want to pocket the money, and uh, you know, let's no. wake up and and, and 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 get these get these owners spending. They need um, Cohen puts pressure on them to he does. to uh, uh spend and Yankees they uh Steinbrenner should spend more to just seal the deal, and get to the World Series. And thanks, Daniel. Have a happy new year.
2: Thanks, Mike. Thanks for the call there. And the one thing I'll say, because I know we have to hit the break, is because they must really believe, and I talked about it at the time, they must really believe that they've got their shortstop of the future on the roster already, or, you know, in the minor leagues and whatever, on the the 40-man. Whether that's Peraza, whether that's Volpe, remains to be seen. But that's probably why they didn't do it, so that they can spend it elsewhere. They just spent a ton of money in Rondon. I don't know, man. You thought uh, Jacob deGrom was injured a lot. Rodon was injured uh, just as much or even more in all different parts of his body. So I don't know about that. I wasn't on board with that. But anyway, I'm Daniel McCartan. I am amped up for this Giants game. And you know what? I'm going to have my official New York Giants Indianapolis Colts prediction right here off the top next on the Giants Radio Network WFAN.